welcome to episode four billion things to say podcast <clears throat> i'm your host bill Lowe, and uh i got something to say this episode is jam-packed with information ranging from book reviews to rants on alternate dimensions i talk about my new business idea that will revolutionize the greeting card industry while matt discusses how he gets sidetracked by too much research finally matt has a special announcement and a bet is made Remember, you can always contact me at Twitter at Billiam Things uh, and on Gmail at Billiam Things to Say at gmail.com. I also just created a fan page, so go and like the fan page to get the latest information uh, coming from the podcast. That's facebook.com slash Billiam Things to Say. Without any further ado, let's start the show. music da, 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 da. <laughs> well, i didn't get any feedback about the the intro music i used on the last episode oh you didn't no i don't know how many i haven't checked the stats to see how many people actually listen to it oh yeah but. i thought i gave you feedback it was good you yep yep that was <laughs> that was the extent of it your was feedback swell. it was it was great great feedback thank you very uh, constructive it could just be you could uh remix more songs that say billion or billion or, or yeah or million million or something that sounds like it yeah do new try to do new intro music every new intro music every time yeah that seems labor intensive it is very labor intensive plus you're building a brand you really want to have something that people can look forward to and you know some sort yeah. of consistency every time yeah i um uh, one of the well, most of the podcasts I listen to have pretty fantastic intro music. Um, one of them is by two two guys named Matt. Um, okay. From Go, well, it's out of Go Comedy Improv. Uh, oh, in really? Ferndale, Michigan. It's a their their show is called Matters. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's two guys named Matt talking about what matters to them. Yeah. Uh, and their intro music is pretty fun. It's like his name is Matt. His name is Matt, and that's all that matters. <laughs> and so that's, that's good. That's always catchy and always kind of in my head when I start listening to their their episodes and their show. Right. So you need something like that. I know. I don't so know. How... I don't know what it is though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could just go 100% rip off. <laughs> it's Bill. It's Bill. <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> I don't know if that that quite flows as well. His sure name is Matt. My name is Bill. And who <laughs> fucking cares? Uh-oh, now do you have to put the uh, parental a, advisory uh, it's sticker I, on this one now? All my stuff is always parental advisory. Oh, why? Just in <clears throat> case. Just in case what? In case I swear, then I don't have to make it different every time. Oh. So do you find yourself swearing uh, involuntarily? I don't. I mean, it's kind of voluntary for me, because I swear naturally, I think. Wouldn't that be involuntarily? Volun- involuntary. Like, yeah, you could just do it natural. without noticing? Yeah, it's natural to me. Yeah, involuntary. Involuntary. Like breathing is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's how cursing is for me. <laughs> like, cursing is like breathing. Yep. <laughs> okay. it, just, it just happens. I think, you know, we're kind of missing out on a demographic then, those kids that... Uh, the young entrepreneurs who can't 
or don't want to listen to. Well, is that even our audience? Entrepreneurs? I don't know. I don't know. It's anybody who wants to listen. So much for that market research. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really do any of that. I think our audience is two guys that sit in basements and drink beer. (laughs) (laughs) So us? (laughs) Right. And our our parents? And our counterparts all over the world. (laughs) Two guys, people that sit around in their basement and drink beer. Yeah. And are looking for something to listen to. This is it. This is it. This is this sorry. Is this is it. <laughs> this is the best we got. Sorry, guys. The best we can do. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to work on that. What the market or? Well, yeah, figuring out who um, who our audience is. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. How do you? So so do you have to <clears throat> figure out who your market is to figure out how you're going to reach them? Um, I don't know. You just. Yeah, in some cases, like, um, I think that's, uh, part of it is, um, you have to go where they're hanging out. Basement bars across America. (laughs) That'd be weird. (laughs) If anybody has a basement bar they want us to come record in, uh, we can go portable. You can, you can reach him, reach him at. What is it? Uh, at BilliamThingsToSay at gmail.com. There you or, go. Or on Twitter at BilliamThings. All right. So, so that, there it is. Yeah. So if you have a basement po- uh, bar that you want, want us to come to and drink your beer, I mean, we can bring our own, I guess. But sure. you'd be hosting us, so it would be kind of rude to make us bring our own. <laughs> um, just saying. Just putting that out there. Wow, you're already a diva. <laughs> Podcast host <laughs> with a... <laughs> With a bunch of listeners, and he's already a diva. I mean, you probably have, what, tens of listeners? I have, like, a handful of listeners. But they're, like, super fanatical about it, right? Well, yeah, but I think most of them have the same last name of us. Right. (laughs) Nice. So I have that going for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lucy listens live. Well, yeah, she's back there totally listening. It gets her riled up. She's tearing at our cat's uh, uh, pants there. Good stuff. All right, so who's going to start today? Uh, I have two things. You have two things? Do you have two things? I have two things. All right. Rock, paper, scissors? Okay, ready? One, two, three, shoot? Yeah. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Okay. All right, so I get to start. Rock, break, scissors. Okay, so... For all those in podcast land who didn't know what we were doing, we were doing rock, paper, scissors. Oh, yeah, you can't see us. The first time through, we both throw scissors. Second time through, I thought I was going to be sneaky... I threw scissors again, but he threw rock. Therefore, rock breaks scissors. Yep. So that's, for everyone who couldn't see, that's what we were doing. That's what the noise is. (laughs) Right. It could have been misconstrued into some other other sort of ritual. or something else. So. (laughs) Okay. All right. So So start us off, Matt. My first uh, uh, topic, I guess, would be the uh, New York Times bestselling book, The $100 Startup by Chris Gillibo, and that's a I'm guessing on that pronunciation, but that sounds it looks right. It looks right, yeah. Chris Gillibo, Gillibo, Gillibo. Um, the subtitle is "Reinvent the way you make a living, do what you love, and create a new future." And uh, I would say I'm I'm not all the way through it, but um, it is a page turner. Um, it's kind of a mixture of a couple things. One, it's a blueprint of how to create what he calls a micro business um, where you can work from your laptop online business whether it's a blog podcast 
whatever it is. Right. Um, but online marketer. Um, he talks about various types of online um, uh, products, um, you know, information products. Um, he talks about offline products. Um, and that kind of goes into the next part of it. It's also kind of like a case study. So okay. he, there's a lot of people that he knows um, that he did research um, with on this book, uh, over 100 people, I think. I mean, he traveled the country and, and internationally to interview people uh, to talk about their businesses and how they started. And um, so that he kind of mixes in some case studies. Yeah. And then there's also um, – there's some other parts to it that, like, for instance, he has a launch cycle, so how to launch something. Um, you know, I guess that could be considered part of the blueprint. Um, but also, you know, I think part of it is just um, encouragement. And um, it's obvious that he wants people to know that it's possible. And he wants people to know that um, you can do what you love and still make money um, and spend more time. Um, doing things that you want to do as opposed to like a job or work or something that you don't want to do, but pays the bills. And, uh, he also, you know, wants people to know that, um, it's not expensive, uh, monetarily to, to start it. You know, yeah. the title is hundred dollar startup. Basically I think what he's trying to say is, you know, you can get a website for pretty cheap, um, set up, you know, your website and, and, Put, link it to PayPal and sell a product um, for less than a hundred dollars. Oh, okay. And um, you know, depending on what your product is and what your business is, but um, it's really not that hard to start it. Okay. Yeah. Did he give any recommendations on how to figure out what your business is? Or yeah, well, he said always um, be writing down your ideas, and then he ha- he actually has one piece that's talk that talks about the idea matrix. Okay. Um, and he does talk about testing a little bit. So first, the idea matrix is like. Um, you write down all your ideas, and then you talk about the impact that it has, um, the potential income or revenue, um, how difficult is it going to be to set up, um, you know, how how much value does it really add, and is it in line with what you what what you want to do or what kind of um, impact you want to have, and you rate them all, you know, one through five, one being the the lowest, five being the highest, and then you you know from those list of ideas, find the highest number, um, which would be, um, if it's all, if they're all fives, it's 25, um, and start with that one and then test it. So by testing it, he means buy a website, set your product up, just link it to out, PayPal, just go out and do it. Yeah. And, and see if people buy it. Now he also talks about launches though. So he talks about, you know, um, he uses the example of Hollywood movies. You know, we, we go to the movie theater and we see a trailer Right. right, but it's typically months and months before this movie comes out. But we see the trailer, and then on the trailer, there's probably a website. The movie has a website. You go there, you read about it. There's more trailers. There's video. There's probably a blog. There might be, right. a, a, you know, a, a forum or like commenting and people talking about it. But anyway, all that generates buzz and generates um, excitement over your product, the movie, and then um, you know. By the time the movie's going to come out, finally, like people are just waiting to buy it, right? Um, so he says you have to create that, um, you know, launches create that sort of demand. Right. Um, whereas other movies, you know, if they don't have that blockbuster weekend, um, they might be good movies, but they didn't create the, the buzz about it and the demand for it. Hmm. Um, he also has a really other, another good story. This goes back to you're talking about how do you know what type of business you want to start. Right. And he talks about writing, uh, 
running a race. He was running a marathon in Seattle. He lives in Port- Portland, I think, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cool. That's cool. Um, he was talking about running a marathon in Seattle, and at mile 18, he was, like, just struggling, right? And he's like, I looked up, and there's somebody holding out slight orange slices at mile 18. He's like, that is exactly like what I need. I slowed down grabbed the orange slice, grabbed, was able to go the rest of the way. No problem. He's like right next to that person was somebody handing out donuts at mile 18 at a marathon in <laughs> Seattle. And he's like, I did not slow down and grab the donut. And he says, don't, he's like, make your product be the orange slice at mile 18, not the donut at mile 18. He goes, now, at the end of the race, I didn't see anybody handing out donuts, and I would have had one then. <laughs> so make your business be the donut at the end of the marathon or the orange, orange slice, slice during at, it. Yeah, at mile 18. Well, it's a little, okay. little bit more than half. But I, I don't know. What, 26.2. Okay. So, a yeah, a little bit more than half. Yeah. Uh, just so you all know, we don't just like Portland because it's a cool city. We grew up there. So <laughs> just want to go back. We, we both kind of were like, oh, cool, he's from Portland. It's yeah. always nice to, you know – Talk Keep about, Portland weird. Yeah, yeah. Talk about people from from Portland and, and Oregon, but it's because we grew up there. Um, but yeah, sorry for that little. Side no, no. Rant. That's, um, so yeah. I, so I, what kind of what is his strategy for? That was his strategy for release. Is basically just do it. Yeah, yeah. Learn. Don't. He's like, don't worry about writing a business plan. He's like, learn as you go. Really? Yeah. Yep. That's interesting. I always thought that you would need a business plan to kind of have a structure to go about doing it in a i guess maybe that's more of a structured way of doing it but sure you know i've sat down and been like okay well if i'm gonna do this i need to have these are the different things that i need to do in order to achieve this part of the the structured plan Mm -hmm. so if i'm if i'm going to release it i need to i'd write down you know oh i need to buy a website i need to design my website i need to um right you know set up uh twitter account facebook account email account so people can contact me and i can be you know out there uh participating in the social media market mm-hmm. uh, that'll eventually you know that'll help launch it i i feel so like those are kind of the things that i would set up but i guess uh he's just saying just kind of fumble your way through it and learn as you go um i think so part of it um when you say it that way uh it stands out a little bit where he talks about a launch cycle he does talk about there's like I think there's 27 things or 37. I forget how many things, but um, there's a list of things that he does prior to your launch Okay, that he recommends doing. Part of them was getting a website, designing it, getting on social media. And then, you know, he, he actually even gives you some word by word um, emails to send to, you know, a hundred people. Investors, uh, not investors, like more like your friends and family or people oh, that you know. Oh. Be like, so, hey, I'm doing this thing. You guys should support this thing that I'm doing. Actually, um, the uh, the the email is more along the lines of, hey, um, I'm I'm starting something new. Um, want you know, it's going to solve this problem for you. Um, if that's something that sounds interesting to you, let me know. Right. And then you and then if if you hear back from that person, you put them on the list, right? Okay. For the the launch cycle, you put them on an email list that you know. Hey guys, I'm developing this new product that does this. Um, you expect express a little bit of interest. Just wanted to let you know I'm in I'm this and part this of the is, process. This is the phase I'm in. Kinda yeah. Like when you with Kickstarters, they have like different phase emails they send out. So like yep. when I'm at twenty percent, twenty five percent, they send out an email, be like, thanks for your support. You know, we're at twenty five percent. You know. 
keep on telling your friends to yeah. to come to this site and when they're at 50, 75, you know, 100%, and then you get the once they fully get funded, you get the emails about, you know, where they're going to send your crap to, like mm-hmm. all the stuff you, that mm-hmm. that they said they were going to do for you, well, you know, how that's going to lay out. Um, yep. Uh, so that's kind of the same way you would do that with any product. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. In fact, he, um, says, you know, that's typically where you start is that email list and just, Hey, you guys want to, you know, stay in the loop on this. Yeah. Um, and that starts your launch cycle. And then obviously social media helps, um, to drive people to that, you know, to an email list. But basically to start that, he's like, you just start a website i mean all the social media sites are free okay so right um to start a website you know i think when i bought when we bought i bought a website with another friend of mine called woodworkwhiskey.com a little plug plug there that's not plug. that's not allowed woodworkwhiskey.com I'm gonna, I'm gonna by the way that out. Um, not allowed <laughs> uh, we, I, I think we paid like 40 bucks for it yeah. I, I mean i don't know something cheap what'd you go with Squarespace. Uh, we WordPress. bought it on GoDaddy.com, and then we went to WordPress. Oh, for so you, hosting. you bought the domain? Yeah. So it was like forty bucks for the domain, then yeah, WordPress to, hosting. Uh, WordPress hosting. I don't know. GoDaddy had a deal where you could do it all. Oh, in one you package. could combine it all. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I That's think we cool. have it for like three years or something. Nice. How's that going? Uh, it's slow at the moment. Yeah. 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 Have you? Did you? F- if you could go back and redo it, would you f- do it differently? Like follow more of the 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 cycle that's laid out by Chris Gilead, oh, for, to, launch it? to launch it. Um, like, would you, you, you obviously probably have a list maybe. of family members, friends, you know, yeah. Coworkers, something that you may want to maybe send out an email and be like, Hey, this is what we're trying to do. Yeah. You know, if you're interested in this type of thing, if you, you know, woodworking, um, whiskey, Mm-hmm. how they combine into like a job type th- i think that's the whole idea behind woodwork whiskey right yeah yeah so would you go back and do that or have you thought about y- yeah probably these yeah to, no that's to re- try to get more users or yeah that's not users but uh visitors visitors fans yeah. yeah yeah i think part of it would be we'd have a way to collect emails because we don't right now um i think the other part is we would have some sort of a product like it wasn't launched as a product it was launched as a blog yeah just kind of like articles information but i think we might I would probably want to have some sort of a product um, as part of it. And maybe the product is just a rocks glass with your logo on it. Right. Yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I guess it would be, you know, effective um, whiskey rocks, you know, or something like that. (laughs) The whiskey rocks that really work. Uh, But yeah, something like that. I I don't know. But um, yeah, definitely. I would go back. A bigger square ice cube. To put in your cup right. instead of you know how they have those big round ice cubes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if they have big square ones, but oh, that's a good idea. You could, and then then in that ice cube tray, you put wood on one side wood, on the other side uh, work, on the third side whiskey, and then on the last side woodworkwhiskey.com. Right. You know. I don't know. What if would you, you call I don't that? Know if you Large can. square ice cubes. Yeah. Large square. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I yeah, know. it's a good idea. Yeah, but no, I would definitely go back and apply some of. I the mean, if you things. if it's if it's an original thing, you call it the Bill Cube. The Bill Cube. I'll take that. Okay. Patent pending. <laughs> yeah, so I'd probably do a similar thing. I, okay. When, so when I released Bill, when I started Bill's Beer Report, the blog, it was yeah. definitely just more for me. Yeah. Um, because I had started like a word document to say what beers I was trying and what I thought of them that I would always kind of maybe go back to and refer to them. But then it was all, it was on my laptop, so I couldn't get to it mobily. Yeah. Um, 
and I would share that information with my friends over our Google group, mm. and they would always give me crap about it, uh, like they don't really care about it. Uh, so I've <laughs> so so one of them, I think one of them gave me a suggestion to blog it or, or do something like that, and so that's how that all kind of got formatted. But I I never I don't think I ever went out there and was like, hey, friends, family, you know, yeah, uh, fraternity brothers, this is what I'm doing. It was more of just kind of a very quiet. This is what I'm doing, and I think maybe I would share some on like my Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. not on my Facebook because I didn't want a lot of people to see it, which I yeah. think is an, the opposite of what I want now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want I want more people to visit. Well, right. There's a I think there's a fear associated with it, right, of putting yourself out there. It's like you know being vulnerable a little bit, right. especially on the internet, right? Like where tons of people can access it, right? Um, yeah, I mean that was that was a big because I'm I don't. When I write with my friends on things, I don't care about grammar. Mm-hmm. And so I was always uh, fearful that when I write on my blog that I'm not writing it in the correct grammar or with the correct spelling for the word I want. And so, I was But you always, don't care about that. I don't care about that too much. Now I, I think I care a little bit more um, recently. Yeah. And, but so, I, so now I like reread what I write. But before when I started, <laughs> I was just yeah. like – pounding them out like this is what i thought this is what i'm doing right now like uh right and and some people would read it and be like you know you misspelled this word or like my wife would be like were you afraid of that kind of because i would like the the way i looked at it was oh this is the first quote-unquote product i'm putting out people Mm -hmm. are gonna you know uh, uh, and this wasn't my first fear but like as people started pointing out it's like oh man they're gonna think i'm a i'm an idiot Mm -hmm. you know not even old enough to drink because i misspell all this stuff Mm -hmm. um uh, so they wouldn't keep coming back because i wasn't giving them maybe a good product to Mm -hmm. read because it was always um i don't know not not always but the grammar wasn't always correct but i think as i've started to read more blogs Mm -hmm. i've realized that that's not that big of a deal because i've read like the Detroit Free Press or MI Live, I read articles there and been like, "Oh, that's that's incorrect," or right, they right. misspelled this word. Right. And it's like those are those are in my terms bare, fairly big publications on yeah. the internet. I would think that they would catch it definitely. Right. So now, now I'm more free flowing. Like I, I'm aware of it, but I'm more I, I care less about it. Would you say you write how you talk? I try to. Yeah, I've I, heard a lot of people say that. I it's, think it's, it's hard, but I, I mean, I try to. Yeah. Um, and that's something like I, I picked up a Hunter S Thompson book recently mm-hmm. and he was trying to explain like gonzo journalism in one of his articles. And okay. he was saying it's like, what is gonzo journalism? Well, what he was trying to do was, uh, basically he, for like fear and loathing in Las Vegas, he was going to go that weekend and he was going to write everything down in a notebook and then just hand that notebook off to somebody and publish it as a book like without any edits without any revisiting anything that's that's quote unquote what he you know what he wanted to do for gonzo journalism what he called gonzo journalism okay and so you know i i would think when when you're writing it's more you know what what you're gonna like as you talk yeah type thing in yeah that, in that situation so it's that's very rough right very raw and, and rough people want that though i think i think so yeah cause i mean that sounds really interesting like i'd want to look at a book that hunter s thompson wrote like over a weekend just handed it in yeah that'd be kind of cool yeah but I th- without any edits or what anything he, what he was saying i think like lawyers kind of 
had to get involved because so you know certain names were put in place or oh, certain like, sure. like certain things were were talked about that you know, that they didn't want to talk about or didn't want to have publish in Rolling Stones or in sure. something else. So he he took like that experience, that notebook, and then sat down and for fun he wrote out fear and loathing in las vegas mm-hmm. just for fun and then like as a goof handed it to an editor at rolling stones and they were like oh yeah we'll publish we'll publish it yeah so that's that's kind of how that turned out and so i i read that and i was like huh I, you know that's kind of what i i would like to do and that's kind of what i've tried to do when i start in, to write reviews yeah. for like beers especially I'll, i'm usually sitting upstairs on my couch watching tv you know yeah. sports or or something like that and so I have these weird random thoughts in my head that I don't share with my wife because she'll just call me stupid or crazy <laughs> or just get roll her eyes and be like, no, I don't think about that. <laughs> right. No, I don't find it cool or think that they're going to cross over, you know, Inhumans, the movie with the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That doesn't, that doesn't, you know, that's, that's not her, her, you know, she's not enthusiastic about that. But to me it is. Right. So right. I write about that. Right. Um, so you're just banking that there are other people out there like you, which hope, hopefully. I mean, I mean in, in, on the earth, we're you're probably going to find a few. I yeah, mean, I mean, I, I hope I hope I find that really cool, n- you know, niche of people that like craft beer and like comic book related things. Right. And find find, find what I write entertaining, or yeah. or even if they don't like what I write. Yeah. You know, write back and be like, "You're an idiot." Right. No, they're not going to do that. Right, or, right, right, right. That's definitely not where the story's going to go. Right, right. Know? Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I think that goes back to what you, we were saying, talking about audience building. Yeah, um, it's more of, I think, what you just said about the um, comic book people and the beer people. You're looking to see where they they that you're looking at the intersection of those two people. Yeah, but so so that's why you go to. Um, but you already have your audience, like you know, you've you've defined it. Well, I've, I so guess, now, yeah, I guess I've tried I've, in for those posts. I've defined that audience. I yeah. mean, I don't st- strictly do comic book talk and right, beer right, talk, right, but right. like for those posts, that's my audience. Yeah, for yeah. The sports talk, it's the sports and beer people. Right. You know, it's the the guys who watch Monday Night Football but don't drink the swill called Bud Light or Miller Light or anything like that. They drink, right. you know, Bells or or Founders or yep. Dogfish Head or something like that. But see, because you've defined it, now you can go, you can find where those people hang out, where they hang out online, where they hang out in real life, right? where they hang out on TV, whatever you're advertising or whatever, that you find out where they hang out and then you put that in front of them. And then some people gravitate towards it and others don't. Yep. And I think that's how, for this, I, I don't know how you've done that. Maybe for this podcast, have you done that? or, or? No, for this, it's... Um for this, it's more like on Twitter. I've tried like with the last episode, I did a, co- a shout out to like a couple things. Pod, I don't know if you checked them out. Uh, I have last not, week, no. but well, like when I released it, I was like, oh, shout out to at couple things pod, you yeah. know, on Twitter, and they I think liked and retweeted it or something. Oh, but like, okay. like hopefully that would get you know bleed into their audience a little bit, and sure. maybe someone would find it entertaining. Right, um, right. But I I don't think we've really defined our audience yet. No, well, I mean, I, I mean, for I mean, me, it's me. That's who I. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about stuff that in, interests me. Well, I think I'm you're doing the same. Talking thing. about stuff that interests me as well. So, um, so two guys like us, yeah, or girls, or a girl, yeah. We don't discriminate, yeah. Either way, people okay. like us, people yeah. like us, yeah. Just normal guys, just a couple normal dudes, it's just regular, ordinary, normal guys, regular Joes, yeah. Make yeah, I don't know. Cool. I mean, if I wasn't me, I'd listen to me. 
Yeah, I mean, right. I I hope that I would listen to me. If you, I don't you know think if I so? would. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in an alternate, yeah. maybe in an alternate universe, right? <laughs> there's two guys kind of like us, right? Who wouldn't listen to us, right? You think so? <laughs> I think that's. Do you plausible. believe in alternate universes? Uh no. You don't? No. Have you ever heard alternate of the universes? The, no. The DC uh, story arc, story arc called Crisis on Infinite Earths. No. Oh. Yeah. It's no. a it's now, an interesting. Story I, be- arc. I believe in other planets other galaxies do you believe in life aliens? elsewhere yeah yeah li- life, life on another intelligent Earth. life elsewhere yeah, of course yeah but i don't think there's there's anything parallel to us just in a, a different reality if that makes sense. yeah no that makes sense okay. see i i kind of believe in in the thought that um for every decision that's made there's one reality where i make decision a and another reality where i make decision b and so that's kind of how the infinite "Quote unquote Earths." Why are you only conscious in this reality then? Well, I'm I'm the person in this reality. There's a person, just, you know, in on the other reality. Mm. Okay. They're, and they're and they're probably on the other reality, thinking the same thing. Like, oh, maybe maybe they're not. Maybe when maybe <laughs> when, maybe when that maybe depending on what reality we're, we're <laughs> right. you know group we're talking about, they're the ones saying, "No, I don't believe in alternate universes where." Yeah. Decision A, decision B, create different branches. Dude, my head is starting to hurt. <laughs> that is <laughs> crazy, right? <laughs> that is pretty crazy. There, you know, crazy I do agree with you about. that there are uh, there are pivotal moments where decisions. You know, once you make one decision, you've uh, you've gone away from the possible other decisions right. over here. But who says that those things can't come back around on the other end later on down the down the river? I will tell you who who says. Um, oh, okay. Damn it. I'm looking. I'm trying to find on IMDb. Matt Damon so, did a movie, kind of touching oh, on did. this topic. Okay, um, it's I forget the name. They wear all the guys wear these these hats, um, like um, Frank Sinatra type hats, and those are they allow you to go jump through different uh, go through different doors that go into different like jump through the city differently. It's a very interesting movie um, called. Do, 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 what's it called? The Adjustment Bureau. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Came out in 2011. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, um, starring Matt Damon and who, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Yep. And I think I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And these guys, they're, I mean, they're basically maybe guardian angels, you could call them, if, mm-hmm. if you wanted to go that route. But basically, they have books for how someone's life is supposed to be. Yeah. And they have different pivot points in their life and they could see oh if they make this decision it's going to go on this branch if they make this decision yeah. and they have like a primary branch they have to follow okay and if they are going to make decisions that break that branch um the adjustment bureau has to go in and affect it somehow without being seen i see so yeah. that kind of got you know that our whole talk on yeah that makes a lot of sense so that was that was an interesting movie. Uh, I think I had to watch it like twice to fully understand what was going on. Right, right. But, but that's yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. In that, when you make a decision, there's two different branches. Right, and then they branch out even further from that. So it's like they're the people that can see all the branches of decisions, which that'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean, I mean how many pivotal, life changing moments do you think you've had? I think every decision, almost every decision, even is what you ate for lunch today, yeah, or breakfast, yeah. How would that change your life? Well, it cha- I didn't eat what I didn't eat, so I don't. That decision 
makes me go one way versus another way. But that's that's life changing. That's life altering. Like I'm talking about the de- the decision where you said, you know, I'm gonna like for me, it was the decision when I said, oh, I'm I'm gonna marry my wife. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna propose to my wife. So I decided then, boom. That's I think a big life altering sure. decision. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm gonna buy a house. You know, that's a life altering decision because now I have this house house I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be interesting to see the other half of some of those decisions to see how things used would or could have been not in a negative way just a inquisitive way no yeah absolutely i I think yeah it's we all i'm always curious about that do you think do you think there's a straight line like if you if you made all your decisions uh, perfectly that you that this is this is like the ceiling to how much potential you had or how well your life was going to be Uh, it's an interesting question you know Maybe like like do you think uh, people like um, uh, not Donald Trump but people Richard Branson like Richard Branson or Elon Musk or uh, uh, like people like that do you think they're I would say you know they've probably been on a straighter line where they make they they make those correct decisions at the correct time um, and that's why they're so successful. Let me answer let me answer that question with another question okay. for you. Do you think it's um, by a stri- what what you're alluding to a little bit is they've made all the right quote unquote right decisions right, correct to maximize their potential correct my question would be well I think those people made a lot of decisions early on and failed a lot early on so maybe made a lot of wrong decisions really early on okay. to learn what wrong decision and a right decision looks like and then they educated through those deci- wrong decisions quote unquote wrong decisions mm-hmm. educated themselves to see what which way what what, what the, the potential yeah the potential maximizing right. decision would be and then are able to make those decisions a lot easier or identify those choices a lot easier now right so it's not that they've made the potential maximizing decision all the time it's just they've learned from not making those decisions okay so but i think that's a little bit different than like life change life changing right like to buy the house or not to buy a house right to, to okay whatever like that so yeah but hmm. so i kind of i kind of think of it like that like you know every de- do you learn from every decision that you make that doesn't work out like what would you know do you look back right. and say what okay what, what would you do differently or you know i think it, learning from your mistakes basically yeah and applying that to your future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting i think that increases your learning curve mm-hmm. that it makes it easier for you to identify those just deci- you know those decision making times Okay. So yeah. So anyway, that was a long tangent on the book, uh, the yeah. one hundred dollars startup by that was Chris good. That was good. Yeah. Available now on Amazon.com. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. that's where I bought it from. So yeah, it's a good place. Uh, retail is what twenty three dollars US, twenty six ninety five Canadian, and it's classified as a business and economics entrepreneurship um, uh, book. And on the back, he's got. Like all these, all this praise from like, like Seth Godin is quoted on the oh, back wow. of it. He says, the money you have is enough. Chris makes it crystal clear. There are no excuses left. Start, start now, not later. Hurry. <laughs> from Seth, Seth Godin. Um, the other guy uh, that I know is Daniel Pink. Uh, he's the author of Drive and A Whole New Mind. And most recently, um, um, oh, the one about sales. 
um, every how uh, to sail in, or influence and sell people or no 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 he wrote this book uh, basically explaining that everybody is a salesperson these days oh okay yeah, selling is human selling is selling human. is gotcha human. Um, and his quote is the hundred dollar startup is a twofer it's a kick in the pants to get started on your dream and a roadmap for finding your way once you begin if you're not ready to launch your own business after reading this book you need to go back and read it again wow so, okay. I'm not done reading the book but. but this is this was this is a great book for my second second topic. But let's switch gears, and I'll let you do your first topic. Okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna take a quick break so I can get a beer and deal with my dog. Okay. For all you fine folks out there who are interested in uh, reading the hundred dollar startup but don't have time to sit down and actually read the book, you can always go to audible.com and use uh, promo code billion things to say uh, and get. Uh, get the uh, free audiobook download with the free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their uh, services at audible.com to to download your free audiobook today go to audible.com backslash billion things to say uh, and sign up again that's audible.com backslash billion things to say for your free audiobook uh, so check out books like the hundred dollar startup or the the book we we uh, reviewed on the I think it was the last episode right uh, the war of art uh, that can be found on here so the the Martian uh, all the all the books so far that we've uh, we've been talking about uh, can be found on audible.com so remember go to audible.com backslash billion things to say and download your uh, free audiobook today all right, and we're back. We both uh, have ice cold beers, so we are ready to uh, get going. Cool. Um, so my topic, my first topic for the day is is a business that I thought of um, because my wife's birthday was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically do a lot of stuff online, but one of the things that I haven't found as is that easy is finding um, birthday cards. Oh, okay. Or, or, you know, and and I've done some research since then, and there is a, a service out there that does something similar, but I want to kind of take it past what they do. Like the the so so the service that I found, I forget what it's called, but it was on a article in Mashable, whereas basically you can set um, like reminders, and they'll send you like custom. Uh, of uh, cards, but it was dealing, I think, more with holidays. Okay. So what I want to do is like a card delivery service, uh, where it's a it's like a subscription service. So you go online, you subscribe to it. Uh, it's you know a very cheap yearly or three month, six month yearly rate. But then uh, what you can do is you can go and say and schedule and set up different events that you want to get reminded about and get cards uh, for or about. Okay. So you'd go in and you'd say, oh, you know, type in your wife's name, relationship, wife, put in her birthday. Yeah. Um, you type in, you know, your mother-in-law's name, relationship, put in her birthday. Yeah. Uh, put in an anniversary date, you know, mm-hmm. a wedding anniversary, first date anniversary. Uh, put in, you know, all your family members, all the holidays you care about that you need cards for. Right. And then what our service would do would be um, – like you could customize your reminder, but the default would be like a month prior to to that specific date. We'd send you a reminder email, and in that email, we'd give you a selection of our top five choices for um, 
wife birthday cards. Okay. Um, and then you could you can pick from those five choices, or you can go in and browse um, the other choices. Yeah. Um, and make the selection from there. Okay. Uh, and then you can either choose to have it delivered to you, mm-hmm. or you can have it delivered to that person directly. So, like, for, say for instance, our mom. Um, we don't live close to our mom, so we have to send them cards you right. know, in the mail anyway. So sure. I would just go. I'd select the card that I want. I type in the message that I want. Mm-hmm. You know, with the uh, address and everything, and you know, she it would send and it would be an actual card. It wouldn't be like an e card or anything like that. Right, right. It'd be an actual. It would be in an actual card. in the mail card. Right. So that would be the service, and okay. then I could see that kind of growing or pivoting on top of that, where you can also uh, offer like for birthdays different presents or for valentine's day different presents you know things like that you can kind of grow off of that and have you know kind of tap into you know automatically reminding you of you know these events and giving you that um kind of that kick in the butt and then um making it so you know when you set it up it'd be a one-time setup of all the different birthdays and all the different events you want to you know basically have to send cards out for Mm -hmm. and it would be a very simple and easy to use service and then on top of the so the three month six month year subscription you'd have the price of the card the delivery fee um, so, you know something like that on top of it. Okay. So that's that that was kind of my my business idea that I thought of um, recently due to my wife's birthday being yesterday. Yeah. And I did not buy a card until I went <laughs> and got milk that morning. Okay. So. <laughs> so the costs would include the price of card. You said delivery fee and what else? Um, probably a small service fee. Small service fee. And how would you, what would you use, how would you get your cards? Um, that Well, I could probably try to sell this idea to Hallmark. Um, right. Do it, do it that way. Um, so you would tap into somebody that's already a brick and mortar. Yeah, that's already a brick and mortar. Or somebody that's producing some, Someone cards. that's already producing cards. I'm not going to sit down and create, you know... Uh, greeting cards and you know ha- birthday cards by myself. I'm not mm. um, Adam Sandler from. So Mr. your Deeds. business curates the best cards from the internet, or the best cards, recommends them for each occasion. Correct. Okay. And it, I mean, them- we could even do some data crunching on like on our website, like what cards were selected the most for these type of events, and maybe if the the other companies that we're messing with have this data you know what cards have been sold the most in the past year type thing so you could in our in our selection process it wouldn't be just me going huh well i like that one because that has a dog on it Mm -hmm. that one would definitely make her cry because it's so sentimental like (laughs) like it would be a mixture of funny and serious you know and uh, just generic cards but try to use um like big data to decide which ones are more or better received than than others right right it's a that sounds like a great idea i think it would work well i don't know what else i have never researched that type of thing but i know i have a problem always trying to remember and then get a card and then whatever else you know to do it last minute right um but this is a way that would help um those types of people like be reminded of the one thing i i i question is like the lag time between the reminder to the actual thing like, because a lot of times, 
like I have cards that I've bought like years ago that I bought like way too early and then forgot to g- give to people. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I like the idea that there's a reminder. Um, and then you get to pick your card online and then it could deliver. I like the delivery option for people that aren't close. The only thing I wonder is like, well, then they'll know that you didn't actually go get it from the store and you didn't write in it. Well, this was an idea I, I kind of, uh, was talking with Ashley about, I was like, we could even offer an option where, um, for a little bit extra, we would hand write the message that you want in the card. But that's not what's important to the people, like receiving the card. Right. Not that it's handwritten; it's that it's handwritten by the person sending it. That's more. That's what I think is more important. Don't you think? I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily like receiving cards. I think they're. Oh, you like, don't like cards? No, I don't. What What the hell am I going to do with a card after I get it? I have to now put it up on my mantle and showcase it for how long? <laughs> how long do you have to showcase these cards for? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good question. You know. You know. If and if and if if you live near people who what are is giving the optimal amount of time for showcasing. Cards? Right, and if you live near people that are going to come to your house and see the cards that they send you, mm-hmm. you know, is it going to be? Is are they going to feel bad if? You know, I leave it up for the week of my birthday or the week of that event, and then I take it down. Mm-hmm. And then can, when I take it down, do I have to? Can I throw it away? You know, <laughs> what if they come back and like, oh, you you got rid of the cards? Like, no, I didn't get rid of it. It's in my, you know, <laughs> in my keepsake box. You know, right? Because I mean, I, I have, still have cards in my keepsake box from forever ago. Yeah, so do I. I have oh, cards okay. from like uh, my leadership camp I went to. Yeah, from mom and dad writing. I have cards from the church camp i went to when i was like 12 years old yeah you know it's that's an interesting question like how long what's the appropriate amount of time that you're supposed to hang on to a card right isn't it up to you i mean once they give that to give the card to you isn't it up to you yeah i mean i'm i'm a heartless type person where i open the card (laughs) i read it oh that's cute and i could throw it away and not care about it like (laughs) you know i'd open it first you know when you open a card you make sure there's not you know oh there's a check in it awesome (laughs) I mean, I'm the type of person, if there's a check or money in it, I'm not reading the card. I'm taking the check and reading how much is on the check or how much is on the gift card, right? Yeah. Like, I... You're yeah. You wrote something nice or sentimental, or but it's probably just like happy birthday. You know, have have a good one. We love you. It's. I mean, I I don't know. I'm I'm terrible with gift with card etiquette. I guess. (laughs) Right. Is there an etiquette? Is there is there an etiquette? If there is, please let me know. You know, find me at Twitter at billion things. Like, let me know. Hashtag card etiquette. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, that's a that's a great idea. So so the. The behind the scenes stuff. It wouldn't be you with a warehouse full of cards that are the most popular cards. No, no. It would be like how Amazon started. Uh, was they just set up, uh, what'd you say, a procure, a, a broker or curator? Curator, yeah. They were basically curators for books. Yeah. Right? So you could go to a bookstore, Barnes and Noble, Borders, uh, when they were around. And you could find X amount of books, say 10,000 books, right? But it's, you know, basically it's all the popular books. They really got, found their stride with all the books that weren't at your typical bookstore. Right. But you could search on there for, uh, on their website and find them and get them sent directly to your your, uh, door. And then from there, they moved into CDs and movies and, you know, became... And gift cards. And, if you're and listening, <laughs> not gift cards. If you're listening, <laughs> stay the hell out of my stuff. <laughs> so, 
So, I mean, that's I mean, that's kind of how I would envision, and I don't know how yeah. their architecture in the background right. necessarily works, oh, but I know yeah. they don't have a warehouse of all the books they offer and all the movies right. they offer. It's, that's true. I mean, now they have a warehouse of all the Amazon products they offer, like Kindles and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But they still, I mean, they just still don't have all those books, right? Yeah. So, all those books, all those books, lots of books. That's so. true. No, it's a, I think it's a great business idea. Uh, I think it'd be something that eventually, you know, I would think. Well, depending on the the revenue generation, let, let, like think about what's the average number of cards that you send out, and what's the average cost, you know, per year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the hardest thing that I could see happening is people saying, "Well, it costs me three ninety five and yeah. gas and to, you know and 10 20 minutes to go to yeah. grocery store CVS right it's the aid. time it's the time yeah really it's that convenience factor yep. like how much does that convenience factor um cost you or or yeah. you know how much would you pay to cut that convenience factor out right right i mean the same thing with my fuber idea it's yeah. it's, it's convenience, convenience factor you know yeah i could get in my car and drive to taco bell at two in the morning and mm-hmm. get you know fourth meal mm-hmm. but i don't want to because right. i'm lazy yeah and it's not good for me right. but if i want it and there's a service that'll del- deliver it to me you're I'll killing pay. america i'll i'll uh <laughs> with fast food i'll pay for that i'll <laughs> pay for fourth, that service fourth hashtag fourth <laughs> meal <laughs> kills <laughs> i don't i don't believe that hashtag drive through diabetes i am a breakfast defector <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea have so you what seen would those you... breakfast effector commercials i have not what's that so taco bell started serving breakfast oh okay. um and so now they have these commercials uh where, where they interview all these guys where they interview Ronald these McDonald's? no they interview oh. the... <laughs> that's that was one of them but now now it's like hashtag breakfast effector because they interview these people is like oh i'm from the south so i know biscuits and this biscuit taco you know is delicious oh. i am a breakfast effector <laughs> And they have all these different... Do they really sound like that? No, no. That's just my terrible, like, hillbilly southern accent that I do. Okay. They sound more like... Your (laughs) world-renowned hillbilly southern accent that you do? They sound more like human beings, like actual human beings. Gotcha. Yeah. Though, in my last work trip, I found people that talk like that, so... Okay. We won't say where your last work trip was, too. Right. (laughs) I'll keep that a secret. So, yeah, that's, that's that's my idea. That's a great idea. So what are you doing uh, to make this idea uh, a reality? reality? Yeah, what are you? What, yeah, what are you? Um, nothing. Hmm. Talking about it here. Okay, well, that's if, the first step. Seeing, seeing if someone wants to, to so, do the legwork for me. My question as a customer, because this is something that I would probably buy, how much per year, and what's what do I have to do to to do it? See, I don't have I don't have that information laid out. Well, here's what you need. You need all the important dates for me. So you need some sort of online form where people go and fill yep, out all I the Yeah, I need an important. online database. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, where they fill it out. And then... Um, and so then, website. Yep, website. With architecture structure that can handle user inputs and remember recall that user input based on login information. Sure, yep. Um, and then you also need a way to accept money from me. PayPal. PayPal. Yeah. And then you need to decide on a price. Yep. Yeah, so I mean that's that's what what needs to happen. Do you want to go in on this venture with me? I'm a, I'm all in. All right. 
See, and I even thought up a, a, a kind of a nifty name for it. Oh yes, I've been. I, that was going to be one of my questions. The name. Um, the name. Oh, crap. I thought about it and I had you it. Didn't in write my it head. down. I did not write it down. Um, it was one of those where I was. Uh, what is it? It wasn't. Well, if you have a name, if you're out there listening in the it wasn't in the, due date. On the it wasn't RSVP. It was save the dates. Save the dates. That's perfect. Yeah, that was the name. Save the dates. Save the dates dot com patent pending dot net dot org. <laughs> Save the dates dot ca <laughs> dot jp. There you go. Well, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see if it gets any traction. See if I can uh... hashtag save the dates. Yeah, let me know what you guys think about. Uh, tweet at me or tweet in general at hashtag save the dates uh, at billion things on Twitter or email me your ideas or if this if this actually to this level already exists email me at billion things to say at gmail.com like i said there is a, a service that uh had some of these features but not all of them and okay they better not be listening to steal these features they better be listening they better be listening they better be listening i don't <laughs> we have different differing ideas on sure. on that sure it's my ip right bitches <laughs> Okay. okay, so on to, on to your second topic. Okay, my second topic, um, which was save the dates. That's brilliant. It's great, right? Yeah. I mean. uh, my sep- second topic, which um, it's something that I've struggled with and that I think the $100 startup has made me see finally um, was that uh, I can bog myself down with too much research. So I may... I, Tweet at billion things uh, hashtag too much research, or um, yeah, too, hashtag too much research. Um, if you if this is if this is you, I think about an idea, I read a ton of books, I research, and I want to know all the things. I read and I read and I read and I read and I read, but I never actually do anything. And I feel like oh, it, I'm right there with you. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean. Like I said before, I think you are more you do more in action wise than I have, but I just feel like I I feel like oh no, I need to read one more book or I need to, you know, do a little bit more online research or I need to do this a little bit more before I start. You and just got to do it. Yeah, you just you just have to do it, which is why live on this podcast, I am going to hold on, hold on. Uh, make an announcement, a commitment to myself that by next Sunday I will start and upload an episode of my very own podcast. Get the heck out of here. Shut, Shut the, the front, front door. door. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jinx, you Jinx, owe me a code. <laughs> um, I don't know what the tit- title is yet. I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. But it will be up online by next Sunday. And if not, I owe you $20. I'll just take beer. $20 in beer. Deal. Deal. Sounds good to me. All right. So an open-ended podcast. That's that's kind of what this was. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it'll be open-ended. I just don't oh, know what the just, subject is. Oh, you just don't know what the subject yet. is? Yeah. I mean, I, I might come up with is a it really be super a, niched subject. Is it going to be a solo? Like, are you going to do mainly solo casting, or are you going to do... Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Very cool. You could be one of those like reporter on the streets, walk around with the the recorder in your pocket, and just kind of talk to yourself until you see people like, "Hey, how you doing?" I think, um, I think what I, what I'll start with are you know fifteen minute or less episodes because that's what you can record on your 
on your iPhone? iPhone. Okay. And it'll probably be solo. Okay. Cool. Yep. Very good idea. 15 the solo way. Nice. <laughs> you could do... Oh, uh, maybe maybe you couldn't. Maybe. Uh, you have an iPhone, right? I do. You could do an all-mobile mo- podcast. All-mobile podcast? You know how you wanted to do an all-mobile yes. blog? Uh-huh. All-mobile podcast to go with it. All-mobile? Yeah. Dot com. Allmobile.com. <laughs> Podcast. Dot, dot org. Amazon affiliate. Uh, blog. Yeah. Anything you want to know. Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a good Cause idea. Because you could record it on your phone. Yeah. You have iTunes. I do have iTunes. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if iPhones have anything. Like, I don't know if you have GarageBand on your phone or something like that. I don't currently, but you might be able to download it. Yeah. So you could do that. Or even if you got like the SoundCloud app, you could put it up on there, and they automatically generate the XML that you need for putting it on iTunes. Oh, okay. Because um, that's one of the reasons I went with them, uh, and they have unlimited data for like 135 bucks a year if you pay it up front. Okay. <clears throat> Which I think is what I'm gonna have to do with this podcast because I had like 40 minutes left. Oh, free. really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, after so the first, do we have to wrap three- it up or? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> You're like, my free airtime is running out? <laughs> this experiment is over. <laughs> no, um, yeah, just an idea. Just yeah. throwing it in your your, your uh, little suggestion comment box. Yeah. No, that's good. Do you think My comment a, box is always open. Do you think there's a comment box for the internet somewhere? <laughs> Who's in charge of the internet? Yeah, that's what I'm, like, is there, is, like, if, if I wanted to make a fundamental change to the internet, <laughs> like who what? do I talk to? Like, what would you change about the internet? Uh, instead of www, maybe it's, like, h, comma, 235. I don't, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Why would you make that change? Because I wanted to. <laughs> Somewhere. Some mad scientist just <laughs> controls all the internet rules ever? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that the internet has a comment box. However... Maybe it's I think the, the internet box. itself is a comment box. Mm, very uh, deep. Right? Because you can make any changes that you want and put it out there and start a following and start a newsletter called H2 double dash. Right. And then, um, you know, get Google on your side, get Yahoo, get it, you know, you got to round the, the troops. But mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Google, I'll be talking to you. I have some ideas. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, oh, okay. This, so you're putting Google on notice right here. <laughs> Google, see, I kind of just assume Google runs the internet. <laughs> right. That's that's the way I feel. <laughs> like, like uh, some someone, I think you even said that, oh, in the future it's all going to be, you know, everyone's going to work for themselves and it's all going to be yeah. small businesses. I think the opposite. In oh. the future there's going to be like Google, maybe, maybe Amazon. 10, maybe 10 companies, Yeah. right? I kind of feel that Google's eventually going to, eclipse amazon and just absorb them somehow okay um i don't know if that's actually going to happen but like sorry not google alphabet i think alphabet is going to absorb alphabet you know you didn't hear about this i have not heard about alphabet so google decided the owner like ceos of google and correct me if i'm wrong uh not you but the listening the viewers right uh the The audience the, the audience yeah all tens of you uh, the CEOs of Google were just like, listen, we don't want to do everything under the umbrella of Google because oh. we're doing autonomous vehicles, we're doing cell phones. It's not, it's not all under what Google was. Okay. So they created another company called Alphabet, mm-hmm. which Google is under, and they have like Google, you know, YouTube. Uh, Google like engineering like different now they have different um, avenues 
or different companies that they can go through. And now mm-hmm. the CEOs of Google don't have to worry about all of them because they're all their own independent like companies. They can wow. just worry about Alphabet and doing what what's what. And I think the first letter of the Alphabet is A, and I think Alphabet should buy Amazon. Just absorb it. And then why? Well, then you just have one kind of. I mean, you can have different places to go, but it's just one company is doing it all. Hmm. Could that be considered a monopoly? And um, in you know, um, maybe on internet commerce. I don't know. I guess everybody that owns a site that sells something on their site is a is a business. So yeah, but I guess not. so. So I think there's going to be like ten or fifteen companies out there that hmm. just. those are the 10 or 15 companies and then there's maybe maybe we all work for ourselves but you know i work for my company but my company works for x company and x and it goes all the way up and it works for alphabet yeah eventually like 12 companies deep that's interesting you know i think i think that's probably possible yeah um but i know there's a lot of online entrepreneurs right now that have nothing to do with I mean, they don't work for Google. Google actually helps them, meaning, um, you know, they they uh, what do you call it? Uh, optimize their site or whatever. SE, uh, search engine search, optimize yeah, their site yeah, yeah. so that Google will put it first um, when you search for certain things. But, yeah, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the 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 thing that Chris Gillibu said is that um, you know people are starting. That he called them micro businesses, but they're not all online either. Uh, so he gives the example of the guy that's a mattress, he sells mattresses in Portland, Oregon, and delivers them by bicycle. Okay. Okay. Um, and that guy was unemployed. Well, he got fired from his job 25 years. And uh, his buddy, he was like trying to get, you know, he's collecting, he's for six months, he was collecting um, uh, unemployment. And his buddy goes, well, I got these extra mattresses. You could probably sell these on Craigslist. And uh, so he sold all of them on Craigslist. <laughs> and then he took that money and invested in a, uh, a car sales lot that had gone under and started selling mattresses out of the car lot and just grew and grew. But he delivered all of them by bicycle. Or if you brought your own bicycle, you free delivery. Free delivery. No, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can – I mean – Breweries, meateries, cideries, wineries, they're all not on offline, offline, you know, businesses. I think an interesting uh, business, too, is like the event business. Like there are people that event planning, not necessarily event planning, but event hosting. Like um, he gives an example of a lady that lives in New England in in like the middle of New Hampshire. And she wanted to get more artists together um, because she thought community was really important and we can all learn from each other. And so she hosted an event, you know, at, at her in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire. And she wanted to invite, I think it was like, I don't know, 12 or 24 people and ended up having 136 people. Oh, wow. But the next year she was like, this is way too big. I'm not going to put this online or advertise anywhere. But it like doubled. Wow. Just by just word, of, word mouth. of mouth. Yeah. So I think you'll always have those types of businesses too. Um, and her whole thing was it's not for, it's not a business, but it's, you know, because yeah. she wants to get people together and yeah. um, I mean, that's, help pe- other people. Right. I mean, that's something um, I think there's like, there's an organization called i think it's like nerd night okay um and there's and i found out about it because a friend i uh, used to work with or used to work at my company works in seattle and he posted about being at nerd night seattle 
and I so I quickly went online and found a Nerd Night Detroit, and it basically just gets quote unquote nerds out about you know once a month or so to talk. That's um, awesome. You know, kind of like a, a mastermind maybe type meeting yeah. where you just throw out your ideas. But like one of their events is they're going around I think Midtown or, or Corktown and and doing like a Nerd Night food. Where okay. they go and they're trying a bunch of different foods or beers and 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 things and like desserts and things like that. Just learning from those like the food nerds, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, huh. So I thought that that's was pretty. That's an interesting idea. That's pretty interesting. You know, and that's not. I mean, I guess I found out a bit online, mm-hmm. but I guess it's necessary. Not necessarily an online business. Right. Right. It may not even be a business. Like right. it's just a. Yeah. It's just a, a organization. Right. 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 So. Hmm. interesting that's pretty interesting cool stuff. yeah but anyway yeah so like i was saying i i just i get bogged down by too much research and i just need to freaking do it and see yeah. it and start it and see where it goes hashtag just do it hashtag what can we do that is that a nike? what do you mean that's isn't that nike no that was an original idea oh what are you talking about <laughs> what's nike i don't know isn't it pronounced nike i thought so yeah, <laughs> yeah. is that is that a japanese company N- nike Ni- i don't know nika nike <laughs> How do you spell that? Adidas. Can you can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> the what's Greek the, god what? of Nike or Nike? What's uh what's the the country of origin for that <laughs> word? <laughs> uh um, no, don't just hashtag just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much hashtag too much research. Too much research. Has, hashtag research. Hashtag the number two much research. <laughs> right. So yeah, so I think um you know part of it. See, I don't know. It's like, do I, uh, again, I'm thinking too much about it, but like, well, do I try and revive Woodwork Whiskey or do you try and do something new and just make it your own brand? Like, do you make it georgelow.com? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Hold Sorry. on, I'm scratching that out on my path. All right. Crap. <laughs> Damn it, it's not georgelow.com. It's not. <laughs> no, you're right. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I like yeah. the all mobile idea. Uh, yeah, you just, I mean, don't get bogged down on the research on if you can do it or not. Right. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> just just do get it, it done. Because, <laughs> I mean, even if you have to go on, online to set it up initially. Bogged down. <laughs> <laughs> even if you have to go online to set it up initially. Um, like, so so you may have to go online and do, okay, create a sound account, account yeah. pay for it. Um, I don't know if you can do it through your iTunes on your phones, like submitting XML, but you only have to do that one time, and then it automatically refreshes with your new episodes every time you post them. So every time you post them to SoundCloud, they get posted to iTunes. Okay. So you could do you'd, you'd get on your PC once, and then after that, if you can upload audio from your phone to SoundCloud app, you could be all mobile, all mobile all day, all the time, all the time. Then you could release like. Mobile 365. An episode every day. If it was under 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, under 15 minutes. Ep- you like, could do three episodes a day. Yeah, three episodes a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get that all mobile podcast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's what's good for you. <laughs> Doctor's orders. Right. Your daily helping. <laughs> you get your daily helping a podcast. Yeah. I mean, one uh, of the. Put well, a hashtag in front of all these, too. <laughs> hashtag daily helping. Hashtag all mobile podcast breakfast. Hashtag all mobile podcast lunch. Hashtag all mobile podcast din din. <laughs> or supper. Supper. <laughs> 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 
four times a day. Hashtag all mobile podcast. Fourth, fourth, fourth meal. meal. <laughs> partner that partner with Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they hand out uh, or they give food people, they, they give them a card for all mobile podcast, fourth meal. Dude. Boom. Marketing 101. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, okay. So two questions. Do you ever get bogged down in too much research? And if you do, how do you get out of it? If I do, I ever get bogged down in too much research? Yes, and I don't necessarily get out of it. Okay, fair enough. Um, what do you do to try and get out of it, or do you try to get out of it? I try to get out of it by just doing it, but like it's some sometimes it's difficult. Like for apps, like I get bogged down. Like okay, I'll look out there. Oh, nothing's out there, or something's out there, and then I try to sit down and just do it Mm -hmm. but i don't know enough to do it so i have to research okay how do i download the interface to write the app how do i plug in my phone and run it on my phone you know Mm -hmm. all this different stuff and then by the time i get to that point it's i've lost momentum i'm kind of you're in the dip i'm in the dip i'm i'm defeated because i feel like a moron because they people create apps all the time 13 year olds out there can create apps and i'm sitting here like Dude, like I'm, I am what I think my dad is with computers. <laughs> if, if if dad, if you're listening, no disrespect, but you you like are a, a, a pecker on the keyboard, like f- one finger on each key <laughs> as you type, and it's one of those things that when I watch, it's like how can he how can he live in this universe and type one finger at a time? That's probably what 13 year olds are saying about me, and that's how I feel about myself when I'm trying to develop Android apps. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, fair enough. Fair enough. I like, hear you, brother. <laughs> like I'm, I'm now becoming. I'm in the. I'm now becoming that old guy who doesn't well, know you're computers. A, you're a young guy who doesn't yeah. know computers. That's that's how I feel. Okay. So I don't get out of the dip. I just give up. And then the next time I tr- I give up, I uninstall everything because it's my work computer. And then the next time I get motivation to do it, I have to go all through it again. <laughs> and I but, hit the dip, same spot. Sure, but this but you didn't uh, stop on the pod- on podcasting. So what's different this about This is easy. What do you mean it's easy? So I I can I've put out many of solo casts because it's easy for me to just sit down and talk. Yeah. Basically it's just spewing out what's in my head on a sure on a voice recorder right so that's easy i mean the hard part is finding people to sit down with me um so like for slurred words it's been a slow uh slow go because a lot of my friends don't live around here Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how i started was just talking to with my friends and now i'm reaching out to more industry people like i talked to tim from eight degrees play-doh i talked to paul from b nectar Mm -hmm. uh steve from uh, motor city brew tours you know and i'm trying to set up interviews with a bunch of different uh people a bunch of different breweries brewers and things like that yeah but it's you know they have events that they have to do and i'm just some schmo with a recorder that just wants to talk with them you know i'm not i'm definitely not going to make their sales explode right you know off off the charts uh just by being on my podcast i'm not that to that level yet right um so that's but that's really something that i've tried to do is with that is very easy it's not so much research but it's like i go on i go to their a lot of them have facebook uh fan pages or whatever so i go on there i can do it on my phone 
and I message him and I, you know, constructed a, a message that I would send to him, introducing me, introducing my podcast, telling him what I want to do and when I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And some of them respond, some of them, you know, some of them respond right away, some of them don't uh, right away. And I have to keep kind of plugging away at it. Some of, you know, and then other times I write emails to go to their contact us section and I write yeah. emails on that. Um, so, yeah, I just, I mean, that to me is easy because it's, I can basically do it all on my phone. Yeah. Mobile. Mobile. Yeah. yeah. Mobile is easier. Yeah. I can drive on my car and like look and see who's messaged me or. But you would never do that. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Nope. Nope. I don't do that. Right. I do not do that. Don't condone it. Um, just hashtag no driving text. Hashtag put down the phone. Hashtag focus on driving. Is that a real hashtag? I just made it a real hashtag. Um, there are phones and car companies I know that are working on disabling t- text and internet. When Who you're the hell do they think they are? Well, it's for safety purposes. But anyway, that's for another time. I'm going to stick with my Honda, my 2002 <laughs> Honda then. Yeah, right. They ain't going to tell me what to do. What is your sep- second topic? Oh, uh, so I was sitting down to dinner on Friday with um, my wife and some of her friends and their boyfriends. And one of them, uh, Matthew goes to SVSU for engineering and he was telling me about his senior project. And I thought it was such a unique and cool idea. Like, like no, like why wouldn't someone else, like why would, why wouldn't it already be created type thing? And so I wanted to bring it up and talk about it. And we're both homeowners. I know I would probably use it if I cared about my lawn a lot. So uh, basically, the idea is it's going to be a solar-powered, uh, and I may be explaining it terrible, but it's going to be a solar-powered lawn sprinkler control system. Okay. So there's going to be sensors in the ground testing for soil moisture, and depending on the moisture limit that you p- can program into it... Um, once it drops below that limit, the sprinklers will turn on. I see. So why do people turn on their sprinklers? To water their lawn. Why do they need to water their lawn? So it grows. Why do you want your lawn to grow? So it looks nice. How does it look nice? It's green. So And it makes your house look nice. Okay. So make your, keep your lawn green. Yeah. Kind of a set it and forget it of keep your lawn green. Yeah, and 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 it would anticipate. So basically, he was telling me that during their pitch to the graduate or not graduate, but to their like uh, professor in their PowerPoint, they said, "Have you ever driven to work in the rain and you see your neighbor's sprinklers on because oh. they're timer based system?" Gotcha. You know. So if you so this would measure the moisture in the ground. If it's raining, they're not going to turn on their sprinklers it because the it measures because it because it measures the moisture. And it'd be moist. When it would be moist because of the rain. It's water gets wet, yep. goes into the ground, makes soil moist. So this could be even be sold as a water saving. It could be, yeah, water saving device. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, water a really con- great water idea. conservation. So I thought it was a really good idea, and I wanted to. I don't know. I don't know how. So he was telling he's not sure if they're going to be able to like take it all the way to product, um, but they're working with like they the patent investors. They're working with the patent office at SVSU, like the people there that help them do oh. do that stuff to try to you know make it a, 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 a an idea that is yeah. theirs. Um, but he he's telling me that you know, the professor was like, yeah, I would buy that system. 
you know, because yeah. it would it would be easy. You wouldn't have to set a timer. It would be. This sounds like a product that you would sell to people that work on lawns that 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 like install sprinkler systems yeah. and stuff like that, and then they would in turn install it and sell it to homeowners. Yeah, yeah, it would be like a licensing agreement type thing. Yeah. So I wanted to bring that up, and then I wanted to do a shout-out to a company from Ferndale oh. that ended up on Shark Tank. Um, have you ever had the, I think it's like drinking vinegar? Um, I have. Hold on. Let me, I think they're at the Rust Belt, Yeah. they? Yeah. Yep. Uh, let me see if I can spell vinegar correctly on Google. Uh, McClary Bros. Yeah. They have old-timey drinking vinegar. Mm-hmm. They were on this past week's episode of Shark Tank. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, That's I did not. Fantastic. I didn't get to watch the episode from, but from what I saw on on people in Ferndale supporting them, they were saying the the sharks were like arguing over who they wanted to, who wanted to, like to invest with them. Wow. Yeah, and so this Congrats. is a this is a company that started right out of Rust Belt uh, Market on Nine and Woodward, and just thought it would be you know. To all the tens of listeners out there, uh, nice little shout out for McClary Bros. McClary Brothers MC drinking C L A A R Y. What's their website? It is M C C L A R Y B R O S dot com. McClary Bros dot com. Old timey drinking vinegar. I know what is old timey drinking vinegar. I don't necessarily know. Is it like a is it like a mixer? Like you put I, it in mixed drinks? I think so. It's, to enhance the flavor, to enhance the make flavor. it vinegary. Yeah, it gives it. A, I mean, it's not just vinegar. Like they have different flavors and recipes right, for right. it. Um, I know our old neighbors bought some from Rust Belt, and mm-hmm. when we were drinking um, some whiskey, they put they put it in there, and it definitely gives it a not strong whiskey. T- like it definitely takes the bite out of it a oh, little bit, so it makes it. And it's not like cutting it with a sugary drink like Jack and Coke. You put mm-hmm. Coke in it, that's, you know, all sugar basically. Right. Uh, that you're cutting it with. So it's it's a different uh way to cut your drinks, I guess. Okay. But I but I, I know I had it, uh it was enjoyable and I thought it was really cool that they got on Shark Tank. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So Um a company that uh that's been on Shark Tank before that I have some experience with, not from Michigan, but um was uh Spikeball. Have you heard of Spikeball? I have not heard of Spike Ball. Okay, Spike Ball is a game played by four people, two against two, and it's like volleyball, but you spike a small ball onto a round net, and that that signifies like the change of sides of the vo- of the volleyball court. Okay. So instead of like hitting it over a net, you hit it down onto a net, and then the other team is in possession of it essentially. But other than that, it's like volleyball, except for there's no boundaries. So like I can spike it onto the net, and then the other team has to go get it regardless of how where big it is. is the net. Um, is it like small trampoline size? Yeah, I would say like it's those exercise small. trampolines. Yeah, yeah, maybe even a little bit smaller. Uh-huh. And the ball, the ball is um, probably like a softball size, and then um, yeah, you play anywhere, um, anytime. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. They were on Shark Tank and got funded. They got funded. Yeah, how are yeah. they doing? Uh, I think pretty well. I, I have. I do saw you have a spike a, ball. I do have a spike ball set. Yeah, <laughs> I got one for free um, at a at a uh, Michigan. Um, Association of Health Education, uh, Health Education, Health and Physical Education and Dance, basically Michigan PE Teachers Conference. Okay. Yeah. When do you think Spike Ball will be in the Olympics? Uh, what's the next Summer Olympics? 
2016? 2016. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't you know, know if they've made that announcement yet. <laughs> oh, break, alert. breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It, it's uh, They definitely have some um, national presence. They do some uh, regional tournaments and a national tournament. Oh, the guys cool. that I met were from uh, Chico, California. Oh, very cool. And gave me a set for free and said uh, to enjoy it and... and to you know, play and shout out them. to the Spikeball boys from Chico. Yeah, at Chico Spikeball. There on on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. You know, when I was younger, I created a, a little game. You did? Yeah, I did not. You know remember, that. we had the tetherball set outside. Yeah. Um. So what? What I? What me and, and my friend Andrew did was, uh, we took baseball bats. Yeah. And uh, we would play tetherball or with baseball bats. Oh. But we ended up breaking the ball. But what we ended up doing was covering it with like ten layers of duct tape, so okay. it got a little. It was a little heavier, a little chunkier. Yeah. Uh, and we would basically play tetherball that way. And if you got hit with it, you would lose. Like if the ball hit you the physically, ball, if the ball physically hit you, you, you would lose. Okay. Yeah. And we had rules like you couldn't wrap your baseball bat around the rope. rope. That's okay. illegal. Okay. And you could only use one hand to hit it. Oh, okay, interesting. So, so yeah. What'd you guys call it? Bludgeon ball. <laughs> I don't think. Okay. They, I don't think they would. No, sell didn't that quite mall. caught on. Yeah. Didn't catch didn't, on didn't to catch uh, on kids. Much, yeah. Bludgeon <laughs> ball. Yeah. Right. That was that was the game we created. You put ketchup packets underneath the uh, <laughs> underneath the duct tape and yeah. have it spurt out at you when you hit it. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely. Nice. I, it's definitely I did not know that you guys created that game. Yeah. Definitely be cool. one of those uh, games on ESPN eight. The Ocho. Yeah. 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 It would be on there. Okay. So nice. All right. Cool, man. Uh, I think that's another one in the books, right? I think so. Awesome. Good episode. That was a good ex- episode. Yeah, yeah we talked about a lot of stuff. Like 118, that's the longest episode so far. Okay, good. I kind of like this long format where we just talk about stuff. and Yeah, it doesn't matter if we go on rants about alternate universes and uh, yeah. the Adjustment Bureau and Matt Damon and right. you know different things like that. Yeah, yeah I, I I mean, I enjoy Matt Damon discussions. So, um, <laughs> He's pretty good in uh, Good Will Hunting. Pretty, pretty good? Yeah. <laughs> He was great. He was. I'll say great. He was spectacular. Don't cry. Don't start crying. You're gonna. You're <laughs> gonna upset me. So let's end this before I get too upset. All right. All right. Thank you again for another fine episode of Billion Things to Say. Thank you, Matt, for yeah. coming over here. And look out for my uh, 15 minute or less podcast coming out this week. The first episode, like I said, or I owe you twenty dollars in beer. So what if you put it out on Sunday morning? That still counts. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just have to do it before I come here to do the episode next week. All right, sounds okay. good. And we will promote it on Twitter, billiam, at Billiam Things, and on Gmail to all those people on my followers. On your newsletter list? <laughs> on my newsletter list. <laughs> awesome. At Billiam Things to say at gmail.com. All Perfect. Right. All right, hasta thank, luego. Thank you. Bye.